0: Hey, everybody! So, uh, today, me and Michael are going to be talking about The Mandalorian, Star Wars, uh, American Westerns, Spaghetti Westerns, and how they parallel to Mandalorian and Star Wars. Uh, so, we've been watching The Mandalorian for, uh, I guess, when, the, when did the last one come out? Like last December? Oh, well, I've been watching
1: it for about seven years. Seven years.
0: Wow. <laughs> uh, so I actually have not seen the new episode of today, so there won't be any spoilers for today's... I did. Uh, which, um, this is Friday the what? 20th. 20th, so uh, we've got Snoke back there fact-checking us for anything we come up with, and so uh, <laughs> let's start with um, the beginning of Mandalorian, I guess, right? So let's talk about what we know going into Mandalorians before this show begins. Like, that's a good place like, to start. Like, the
1: first, like, what we know of the, the culture?
0: Yeah, like, so culture. say what we would know of Mandalorians pre... The first episode, right? Because the... Cause, Are you uh, talking Legends or canon now? Uh, I think we should just specify which, but go okay. into Legends. Uh, so it's... Um, so Mando, which is... Is it Jin or Din? How do you... Din? Uh, J-
1: Jin, I think, is how they...
0: Okay. Um, no, no, Din-Jarn. Okay, cool. Din. Yep. So, um prior to this, so our first our first example of Mandalorian is obviously Boba Fett originally, right? So that's where we get the we, he has his Fett sigil and he has the um, uh, Mastodon skull which in Star Wars is the um, what do they ride?
1: Uh, Mythosaur,
0: yeah. So, so that is based off of an actual real world Mastodon skull is what that is.
1: Which also was used as a prop in The Lion King yeah they slide down those same same <laughs> one they borrowed sorry continue uh there is so speaking of that
0: though in uh force awakens there is a full-size uh mythosaur skull at the outside the cantina where they go meet uh large madge or whatever her name is small madge butthole eyes butthole,
2: Bubbles, <laughs> butthole prize, so.
0: yeah, yeah um <laughs> and the mandalorian sigil is on a flag above her door with all those flags of everybody who's like I guess welcome there is kind of the idea with that so that's the first time we see uh, Mandalorian on screen or the symbol outside of um, the prequels original movies and we've seen them a lot in Clone Wars obviously right but we have uh, we have sort of a newer take on Mandalorians in uh, Clone Wars or even potentially different than What we see of so I guess go back to Boba here. So Boba has now been, I think, according to
1: Disney, uncannoned Mandalorian. Where did that happen? I I still missed kind of like where where did they write that decree? So I believe
0: this spawns from the fact that they uncannoned Jango Fed, right? I know. So Jango was unchained. Yeah, he was unchained. (laughs) So uh, so original legends now original canon is that Django fett is a mandalorian and as uh john has told me before um he trained right so going a little bit of that john the yes uh we got john green over there behind the yeah
2: i i think he uh i'm not sure if it's legends now or if it's canon but uh he was or he got like 75 hunters from around the... or mercenaries or something from around the galaxy that he handpicked. And then him with his team of... um, mercenaries or whatever, that they were the ones that trained the clones. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. There was more than... um, There was... There was more than 75. 75 of them were Mandalorians. Oh, that's cool. And so that's probably obviously... Yeah. uh, Not canon now. Yeah. But uh, so the first uh, set of clones had were said to have like Mandalorian uh, songs that they knew and they would sing together that's so dope
0: Mandalorian folk I wonder if there's any of those like do they have accordions?
2: yeah (laughs) Uh, and Palpatine was said to have really not been so keen on that Uh because he felt like it bred individualism or not individualism but loyalty to something other than yeah
0: well back then the Mandalorians and canon like old legends were a big problem at some point yeah (laughs) that's very true yeah uh so another thing i remember reading about uh was that the influence for the john what is the ship that the clones ride in where it's like open sides that's like their ground ship oh just the gunship yeah yeah forget the
1: the um, really exact st- model. <laughs> can, uh, can you find us that exact model yeah. Uh
0: So that so that gunship is based off of uh, Mandalorian designs that L-A-A-T. we know. Sorry, L A A T. All right, cool. So that ship is based off of Mandalorian designs that we know from stuff like the Knights of the Old Republic games, oh, nice. uh, one and two. It's like Kotor one and two, where we see a fair amount of Mando stuff, and in the Bounty Hunter PlayStation two game, uh, Django's original ship, which looks a lot like. Um, Mando and the Mandalorian ship. Really? Yeah, it's probably pretty. And there's also another Mando that uh, Django is sort of his like. It's like the big antagonist of the game who has a very similar ship. So they always have these big like sort of winged out, connected like turbine looking engines on the side. So that's huh. a very Man- Mandalorian design for the ships. Interesting. Uh, so now, to my knowledge, when Django becomes uncannoned is and john and i were talking about this the other day that it might have something to do with just the crappiness of the costume that he was given where there's a scene when he's fighting obi-wan where we see that chest plate bend right so we as far as i know that is what uncannons the fact that Django had uh beskar armor and he had i guess maybe something similar to what are they plasteel is that what they call it uh, yeah, I believe so. So, and, so that's, like, would be closer to a Stormtrooper's so, armor. So you're saying that the prop bent a little bit. Yes. And now he's... It's when he's got that cable and the chest bends over, but that's, like, such a... Which you'd think we could crack that up to, but you know how Star Wars is. It's, like, somebody has, like, a keychain and it's, like... Or the you know, the ice cream machine, you know? It's, like, something becomes, like, that literally, like, as soon as it's on screen, that has to be either, you know what I
1: mean? It's, like, canon, uncanon... <sighs> That's why Tomorrow Morrison's coming back because he's just so pissed. He's peed off, man.
0: Uh, I would be too. <laughs> so uh, that oh, go ahead, John. Where it it just says that uh, it was made of uh, plastoid composite. Okay, plastoid composite. So, hmm. so now basically that where that puts Boba as so Episode Two writes him in as a clone, which a lot of the fans were really upset about that originally because it it told you who oh. Boba was as a kid. So all of a sudden it starts basically knowledge of boba and part of his thing was nobody knew anything about him hmm. right he was just this like which obviously the more and more comics and books that came out the more we learned but i think the fact that he was a clone of someone else was sort of a letdown for some people just that it was like he was just not oh oh there's toby <laughs> um, so and i don't i don't think that was a huge deal because mm-hmm. it was like now you're like okay well we know whose dad is or whatever, yeah. but then when you unmando Django and I think do you know do you know how old Boba was when Django was uh, beheaded by Mace Windu John? I do not. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh. If you haven't made it to episode two yet. <laughs>
2: uh, being that he was uh, said so he was obviously an unaltered clone, uh, said so he was about ten years old. Okay. Okay. Again, Thirty-two BBY.
0: Okay. Sure. So ten years old. Uh, that means that he only potentially probably spent like three conscious or uh, seven conscious years with a real Mandalorian. So then in Clone Wars, he takes off with Aura Singh. As far as I know, spends majority of his teenage years with her. And you see those episodes where like they blow up Django's helmet with the bomb inside. Aura helps him try to kill Mace. Um, so that would mean basically. As far as what we know, Boba has, according to Disney, zero Mandalorian connection. He's just a bounty hunter. Yes. But we do know now from Mando that the Boba armor is Beskar. So that is a kind of an interesting little tidbit, you know, and, and for some reason he found he has armor that looks just like a Mandalorian's when his his dad had you know, it's like why? Why would he be connected to having armor that still looked like that if there wasn't some sort of like? I,
1: I just don't feel like it's even that hard of a a, a jump just to say. Uh, Django had plastoid armor made.
0: Yeah, and we'll see Mando's
1: armor and, when it's not all Beskar. Yeah, and it's like, and he was just wearing it because he's he's on Camino. What's going to happen on Camino? Yeah, it's like why not? Why wear the heavy stuff? It's like you it's know? like party armor. Exactly. <laughs>
0: I've, to the party armor.
2: Uh, I've read something recently that said that Django chose that armor uh, in the new canon that he's not Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. That he chose that armor just because of the uh, reputation the Mandalorians mm-hmm. had. It was just a, a status thing. It just so,
0: really bugs me that the two original Mandalorians are not Mandalorians, but everybody else is. Mm-hmm. Like that really. They
2: were just using it as a. Uh,
0: yeah a fear factor, i mean the, the the that whole original canon was written around those characters and then the two it's like as if you if you found out like like john wayne oh actually he was the only guy who wasn't a cowboy <laughs> then all that stuff it's like like yeah. okay but yeah. uh, speaking of john wayne john wayne's son is the body for uh mando in episode five of season one the the gunslinger one too which is cool yeah um Okay, so that gets us pretty well up to. um, I guess. So then we have the Clone Wars stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So Mandalore the Planet now has a queen in Clone Wars, which was. What was her name, John? Uh, Duchess uh, uh, Duchess Saltine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So this is the one that Obi Wan falls in love with. So. which it's been so long since I've watched all that of Clone Wars, but I, if I, if my memory serves me, her thing is wanting to push Mandalore to, or is it the planet of Mandalore?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, to towards uh, a more peaceful um, existence, right? So then you have the um, the are the Night Watch the first ones that show up in the blue armor who are sort of her.
2: Oh, you, um, no. no. Or you mean Death Watch? Death Watch, yes, Death yeah. Death yeah, yeah. Watch was the ones that were uh, loyal to Darth Maul. Is that correct,
1: Michael? I, I but then the Night Watch. Oh, or Night Owls. there's two factions. Night Owls. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Those are the so, ones in the blue armor.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that's the ones we see really, really quick out the gate, and like it's it's a very more militaristic form of uh, that creed, uh, where they have, all have like fairly for the
1: most part matching armor. Which is a really interesting throwback to, um, you know, the Mandalorian helmet design is very reminiscent of like Greek ah. helmets um, with that T visor, and um, even I, th- I think uh, Brad mentioned uh, the other day that you know like the Corinth- like the Corinthian like the uh, not you know Boba and you know Jango and the clones they have just that straight tea. yeah. I think it's the armor where she actually has yeah. like eye like it's actually shaped. I like... I think
0: Bo does too, doesn't she? On hers? Ah, uh, you know, I think Bo Catan's is more like maybe. more like a olive or yeah, a, yeah, and
1: that's like that. You know, that's just straight like uh, you know Greek helmet. I think Corinthian is is generally what that what that's called. But I mean, a lot of the Greek um, helmets. So like this this in the when you talk about uh, Death Watch, mm-hmm. uh, the Spartans lived very much. In a similar way, where if you were a male Spartan between the ages of you know X and X, you did not have a profession. You were a soldier, mm-hmm. and you were in the army. And if you know if you need food as a Spartan state, you went and you enslaved your neighbors and you said, "Hey, grow me some wheat," you yeah. know, and you you just did that. And they wouldn't. I think they would do things like they would intentionally not feed you enough, so you would have to steal food. If you got caught stealing food, you'd be punished. But mm-hmm. you were punished not because you were stealing food. But you're punished because you were caught, ah, and they would they would have these weird things, and they would there some dish they had where it, there was like blood and vinegar in it. It was like nasty, and and they would um, and you weren't allowed like all the men slept in the men's hut, uh-huh. and they would be married, but uh-huh. they wouldn't give uh, you wouldn't sleep at home with your wife. You had to sneak out, but so like to go spend time with your wife. But you couldn't get caught Yeah. You know, it was like They really had these weird things um, Like that and in your, Like everything you, was built into training Yeah And in in your, your furniture They said that the You couldn't own a piece of furniture That couldn't be made with an axe A saw And I think there was maybe or, And maybe a hammer there was like three wow. tools they were allowed to use and they couldn't use any other tools. So everything was, you know, So you, I mean, you get the term Spartan. Yeah. It's very simple. So the, the Death Watch always reminded me of that where it's like their whole way of living yeah. is like very goal-oriented toward, mm-hmm. towards being the, the best fighters.
0: Do you, uh, I don't know if this may not, be even something that you know, but the did the Spartan male build his own house with those three tools, or was he like, did he have to? Did he have to sneak around to build a house? <laughs> it's build house? like for like nine months, he's like sneaking around trying to build a table. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I I don't think that was um, yeah. Because I know like the slave labor thing was a big thing with them. Yeah, and and but that became a real big problem, which I I think is, I mean, to some degree, I'd assume is built into the Death Watch because they're on the moon of Mandalore, right?
0: I think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't in, remember.
1: And Spar- Sparta was, you know, a very small state. And sure, I think at one point they fought. Thessaly.
0: Hmm. Ooh.
1: I I I I think I'm. That's the wrong city. But they fought somebody, and they had a very rigid way of doing things. And that was, you know, they were the best at that fighting. That that phalanx. Mm-hmm. And um, the Sacred Band, Thebes. Sorry, Thebes. So the Sacred Band they fought, and um, you know, when you do these... Phalanxes, you just, you, you know, you're in those little shield walls and you... And uh, the sacred band uh, from Thebes, they, they like swung at them at a pivoted angle. Wow. And so they didn't go straight on like everybody had done for hundreds of years. They, yeah. They swung at them and it just totally... I, it, and it was like something like half... Because the entire Spartan male population was there in that army right then. Mm-hmm. And, and you're only talking about, you know, a couple hundred people at that time. Yeah. Because it's one city. And like half of the Spartan male population died or something like that. Wow. It was just like an insane amount insane. of the whole population of the city died in that day. Um, That's crazy. And I don't know if they, they talk about like populations with Death Watch, how many people there are. But, you know, the fact that mm-hmm. they, they're dealing with foundlings, you know, they're trying yeah. to bring people in.
0: So now, um, Death Watch are the one that Mando's the part. Of. I, I keep getting these names mixed yeah. up. So, so uh but Death Watch is. So, what is the name of the ones who are directly opposed to Satine? Like, they're like. They want to be more militaristic, but it's the one I believe Bo is crewed up with, right?
2: Well, I don't know if they would be. Uh, they would be considered the resistance at that point, but uh, when. Because at
0: this point, we have like three factions of Mandos we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So, the. Uh, Death Watch
2: is the ones that are loyal to Darth Maul, and they okay. are the more. Uh, Militaristic, okay and uh opposed to the pacifist government mm-hmm. of duchess Satine.
0: and if, th- if i'm not mistaken in clone wars there there is no acknowledgement basically of deviation from the religion which is what we're seeing with actual mando which is yeah. is basically like a separate sect of the mandalorian creed then right so that might even yeah. be another offshoot from that hmm. from the death watch right yeah So there was something you said that um, it's interesting that basically uh, Mando or Boba and Django are modeled after cowboys, but were given uh, Greek influenced armor. Hmm. So, but then later they became like. <laughs> Toby, like it makes you wonder if, uh, if in any way the the original armor for those characters influenced the fact that they ended up becoming more Greek like, like in culture. Mm. You know, did later they're like, yeah. well, you know, this would make sense that
1: yeah, that the that... writing of the whole people around them became wasn't... yeah, 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 but it was I...
0: more whereas before they were just a couple cowboys
1: because right? I mean I think you had, you had told me a little bit about this where Boba Fett was originally just a toy, right?
0: Uh, yes, so Boba Fett was originally a mail order action figure in between episode four and five out of the Star Wars magazine, I believe. And when and you, he was pre order, you could like order him from the magazine mm-hmm. before anybody knew who he was, and he just came in a brown tube, like he didn't wow. even have like a card back. So like there are no packaged original Boba Fett toys because oh. there wasn't packaging. So then he sold so well. That was actually a big influence of even having him be something of relevance
1: in the movies, you know? So really his costume design is what made the Mandalorians relevant. Yes. They even exist.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, you know, the, to think that, you know, he's even like, he might not have even been included if that toy hadn't sold well. It's kind of wild too. It's like an example of where the toy uh, surpassed the movie. A lot like the Transformer stuff we talk about, but we can talk about that some other time. But um Yeah. So uh so that gets us up to the really cool stuff we've seen in Mando now with the we've got the more militaristic Mandalorians who are following like this sort of Clone Wars idea of Mando Mandalorians. And then we've got the uh um Mando and it's Jinn, right? I feel like is it Jin? Mm-hmm. Din. Okay. Din
1: Dinar. Dinjarn,
0: Dinjarn, Gosh, I don't know why I messed that one up so bad. Uh, Dinjarn, I've just been calling him Mando for the past, like, 40 years. Um, <laughs> so Djarne, um he uh, he seems to be more reminiscent of what we get in, like, the, the Knights of the Old Republic games, right? Like, where they always have their helmets on. Like, the old, like, and, he, yeah. you know, he's talking about Mandalore, which, if I'm not mistaken, is that one that we see depicted with the red cape, and he sort of almost has, like, a weird shell mask going on, like, I think that was in a lot of those older Mando uh, scenarios, they would make a lot of their stuff they were wearing from things they killed, which is why Boba has the the uh, scalped Wookiee pelts over his shoulder, or the Wookiee mm, scalps, yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, so yeah, so we have this sort of a more orthodox, and I, 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 I point pointed that, I, I find it interesting in uh, today's culture where uh, the like orthodox religious person is not generally the ones that are smiled upon culturally as much right now and but our character we've been made to love is the religious zealot of the of the episode or the the series and that they're kind of almost treating him like he's outdated and like a crazy person because he follows the old ways you know
1: yeah which i i think the I think they really did a, a a nice job of enforcing his, you know. Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen episode three of season two yet, but uh, you know when he says this is there, there is only one way. Yeah, and yeah. just shoots <laughs> off, and you're just like, oh, yeah, all right. I think that was a
0: yeah, it's good, and you know, I, I hope I hope the message that we get from this is not that one of them has to uh, mold to the other and Mm -hmm. that they either, which I have a feeling they're just going to end up facing off, but like, you know, uh, I,
1: I I don't know. I'm going to put my money on, um, I mean, just, you know, call, I mean, I think I, I like that we see multiple, multiple points of view in that, and mm -hmm. I don't want either of them to cave. Yeah. I think what's going to happen, though, is I think they're going to convince Mando to take off his mask at some point.
0: I, I What I think's going to happen is they're not going to cave on it. And I think the potential two themes are people with varying beliefs can coincide or they can't. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think either of them are going to cave. And I think, I think the fact that they've introduced the idea of... Uh, they've spoken Mandalore, and we know that Bo, Katan, is gunning for Mandalore. Mm -hmm. And I have a feeling, personally, somehow Boba's gonna be wrapped up weird in that. And I've got this, I've got a theory that somehow throughout the journey of Mandalorian, we're gonna have Den is going to basically sort of somehow they'll have to work together and Den will actually officially make Boba into an Orthodox Mm. Mandalorian. And he'll end up having to sac- self-sacrifice himself to save uh, Din or for a cause or for Baby Yoda, and he'll give him a "This is the way" and just shoot off into a Sarlacc mouth, and, <laughs> and get. I, th- I think he'll. I think we. I think we will see him die. Yeah. I think we will see him uh, become a Mandalorian. I think they will recanon him as Mandalorian because mm-hmm. I feel like these writers, that is a the thing they'll want, and then I think they will give him a valiant death. That would be... And... Not, you mean not just getting <laughs>
1: shot off by a malfunctioning rocket? I,
0: I think uh, I think Robot Chicken had it right when they said he just got really hammered out there on the skiff. Or the or the sail barge. And just did not have any idea he was going to have to not be hammered. So when time came, he was just shit-faced when he was flying sideways through the... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Because yeah. uh, he was at the bar when we see him on the skiff. He's standing at the bar. Whoa. Yeah. He just, just kind
1: of... Yeah. one of these numbers
0: well that would if he's you know not a, a orthodox mandalorian he could take his helmet off and drink and maybe he's got one of those little camelbacks <laughs> or he's,
1: he's just got a little straw and <laughs>
0: uh that brought up an interesting thing i thought in episode three was that there is no breathing apparatus in a mandalorian helmet and we see you know it's like when he gets in the water he's drowning right and it's like oh, yeah. and you'd think I would have thought at least if the like the little device we see in episode one that Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon take like they've got like a, a harmonica in their pocket they can just <laughs> so it's like you'd think you'd just put that in helmets that you could just flip on like just if you needed to put your mouth on it and breathe you know like yeah like if you're in space or whatever situation where you need to breathe Makes you'd have sense. some sort of like converter or something uh but uh so oh man I got off on, my ta- on the tangent there where I was going. Uh,
2: I just read something interesting here. What's up? This is going back a little bit. But the name of the uh, heavy man, Mandalorian mm-hmm. that we see... You have a toy of... Yeah, I think they just it.
0: call him, like, Armored Mando or something.
2: He's... Go ahead. No, nope. Nope. Uh, it says here his name is uh, Paz Vizla. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So, yeah, and then
2: uh, Pre-Vizsla was the name of uh, the Mandalore, or I don't know if he was ever... I It's, it's so confusing, but... Uh, yeah. He he was definitely on the Death Watch side. He was on Maul's. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You so they have the same name or same. I want to I want
0: to get into an interesting theory you have on that, but uh, first I want to finish the. So what I think is going to happen uh-huh. is I think we're going to have a Jon Snow sort of scenario here, okay. where Bo is going to be gunning for Mandalore. There's going to be a bunch of Mandalorians, and they're going to want Din.
1: She's got red hair.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So like, I think I think. Uh, and maybe not the maybe not some sort of like love inter- I, I'm more thinking like there's going to be a faction that are like no den needs to be mandalor he's the one he is the true Mandalore okay. like this sort of like for some reason he needs to be the king he's the aragorn of the scenario it's yeah. not you know what i mean but he's going to he's going to pass it up to yeah he's going to pass it up or or the climax of all this is we see him take it you know it's like because he's doesn't think she should be the leader of the Mandalorians because she does not follow the true yeah. creed or something, you know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like we could we could go into a lot with that stuff, but uh, I hope you guys can hear Toby meowing. Yeah, I don't know how they couldn't. <laughs> um, so, John, talk about your your uh, thoughts on the the armor because I find that Toby so the
2: as we know the. The sect of Mandalorians that uh, were loyal to Darth Maul when he was Mandalore mm-hmm. um, were the more militaristic ones. And that's kind of the creed, so to speak, mm-hmm. that we see uh, Jen having, right? Am I saying that right? Jen.
0: Let's
1: just call him
2: Jim. Jim?
0: I, <laughs> I keep see. thinking it is spelled D-J-I-M, so I'm like... J-. <laughs> Dim, but I know it's. I know it's. I, all right, here, just pull it up. I'm just so gonna we... pull this up. We, uh, learn, we only learned be... his
1: name. Like they didn't tell us till. If you guys would watch it with subtitles, you'd see how it's spelled. Hell oh, yeah, but it is D I N D J A R I N. That's where I'm getting the. Now last. see that just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, so it's like Django. It's Din Djarin Okay, so Django.
1: Another Western reference. Yeah. Good one oh. too.
0: We'll get to the westerns in a second. For all you poor folks that tuned in for that, <laughs> uh, so the um,
2: I was gonna say the we noticed that the uh, the armorer's helmet is has the uh, Zabrak horns on it mm-hmm. or something. They're not uh, reminiscent they're, of. They're, it does. They're have very horns, subtle. Yeah. They're very subtle, as if. Referring to something from the past.
0: There aren't many things that have horns on it like that, other than Zabrak too. So that's it. A- and
2: as soon as Maul was uh, had, took over Mandalore, mm-hmm. uh, all of the Death Watch had those on their helmets.
0: Which is the coolest Mandalorian yes. Yes. armor ever. Agreed. Yeah. So that's so. Aren't they that painted that- like his tattooing too? Like yeah. The, oh, yeah. That's Yeah. So cool.
2: Yeah. So that would definitely uh, line up. You know, So that's going to be a weird thing where the, all the Mandalorians that, that we know from the show that we've kind of have been made uh, heroes are in reality on the bad side, yeah. so to speak. They'll oh, be to yeah. the ad- ad- adversaries to our new hero. Yeah. yeah. Which also, did you notice, I, I just noticed this, that uh, Bo's helmet does have the owl eyes on it? Yes.
0: Yeah. That's really uh-huh. cool.
1: Uh, the voice thing. That was another thing you, that supported we, that. Which I, sorry on the yes, uh, on the owl thing, another throwback to Greek Greek stuff. But the Athens was uh, they said they were you know founded by Athena, that's why they called Athens, and their um, her her animal is the owl, which is supposed to be a very wise creature, and because, because, because it can look all the way around. Oh, yeah. you know cause it can see everything and cause it you know so the owl if you see uh, the statue of Athena I'm she's got watching. she's I'm got always it. Watching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know when you like pull on it's got legs like John though and you pull the feathers <laughs> up on an owl
1: <laughs> dude yeah they've got those honking claws man <laughs> yeah. they're horrible like um my wife so this is totally an aside but my wife like works with birds uh-huh. sometimes um and, raptors specifically, so very sharp birds, and so she r- came home the other day and just ran in the house, I mean, full sprint, like, get a cardboard box, we gotta go, and I'm like, in my PJs, like, been drinking rum for an hour, like, what? And <laughs> <laughs> we get in the car, and she had, uh, there had been an owl that had been hit, and it's like, you know, this big, just standing in the middle of the road, and, um... By your house? Like, uh, half a mile. Oh, wow. In the road, and it had been hit. So it was just sitting there in the road, and she was like, well, we got to get this out. I know exactly where to take it, and my friend can get this, you know, checked out. Um, apparently, if you take an owl and just throw something over it, it's like a baby. It's like, oh, nothing nothing exists now. It's fine. And, <laughs> like, you know, those things are nasty if you get, like, if they claw you or anything, you know? so If he'd gotten out of the cardboard box <laughs> on you in the car. Dude, it'd be it over. <laughs> but she just took a towel, threw it over him, picked him up, and he was just like, it's fine. <laughs> she just, like... Just- set him in a cardboard box very gently put him in the car we took him to the vet he's fine wow. um, he's That's been wild. released into the wild now and uh, we named him um, Bo no <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry John I'm sorry for the yeah. interruption there but owls are associated with Greek stuff too so yeah, I, I like scared. it that keeps coming back in the That's Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, continue so what how,
2: how I came across this theory which if you if you google it uh, there's there's plenty of information on it but I came across it in the wild, honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, by watching a, a video about Ahsoka actually, <laughs> and it was playing a clip from uh, from Clone Wars where uh, Bo is watching Ahsoka from a distance. Okay, and one of the other uh, Night Owls, or one of her cronies the hooters the hooters <laughs> one of her hooters uh s- says something about ahsoka being a sorcerer which Whoa. the armor refers to oh yeah it says something about her being a sorcerer and it is the armorer's voice now Whoa. the that particular extra in that episode of clone wars was not does not have a as far as i can tell an attributed Voice actor, okay. uh, with uh, to go along with that, but it is uh, Emily Swallow is her name uh, that does the armor's voice. Uh-huh. Uh, it is her voice, I guarantee uh, it. Whoa. Uh, so it's, but that wouldn't. So that's what put me down this path where I was thinking that the armor, you know, was possibly in the Clone Wars shows, but that would not line up with the time her her being part of Death Watch. Yes. So. It could just be a coincidence, um, but it, maybe there's something where she switched sides.
0: Yeah, maybe she deviated mm-hmm. to be more orthodox. It is oh. strange
2: that it is her voice, and she referred to them as a sorcerer. Yeah, so yeah. That yeah. I,
1: I feel like uh, Filoni and Favreau put enough thought into this. Yeah. that some something like that yeah. couldn't be totally a coincidence. It also wouldn't like be totally out of the question. It'd just be a cool Easter
0: egg too. You know, like we get that yeah. a lot, but. Um, so, it's cool that all the Greek stuff has been coming up cuz I didn't expect all that, but so let's get into the uh so Star Wars being a space western basically, right? Yep. So, um original so uh and when it when it comes to like looking at old school westerns, like there there are some westerns as old as the 20s, which I didn't really realize until yeah. recently. But uh I feel like a lot of the ones that we um think about still are from the 60s that's Mm kind of like our first like there's some from the 50s but the 60s is when you really start getting uh you know uh that that's when the spaghetti western is born for one 64 is when the first one comes out so um prior to that the american western is really uh hard cut good and bad right so we see that a lot in like you know a new i mean any the old trilogy for sure where there's literally good and bad people and the idea of being in between is like you don't do that or something bad happens you know like if a Jedi were to be somewhere in like the, the idea of Grey Jedi is like whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa you yeah. know and Han Solo has to pick a side by the end yeah
0: yeah and, and you know a, a Sith cannot use like good you know, it's like why can't they? You know, why do they have to keep pushing so far that they can't go back and use like the healing thing, which is supposed to be sort of like a, hmm. you know, a Jedi deal. But but that that's also old canon now too, because I don't think the Knights of the Old Republic games are in that anymore, which is kind of where that idea comes from. Okay. I think that's actually might be where the first example of Force healing comes from, hmm. uh, which we do see in Mandalorian. Baby Yoda can yeah. do it, and technically in, you know, the um, Last Jedi, it's like. They almost seem to be giving them something though, because like s- mm. for some reason Kylo can't live through it. Yeah. Oh my God, Toby. Toby. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you have you have a very American Western point of view in the original trilogy where there's good and bads. Um, it's sort of uh, we were talking about like a lot of those early westerns are just retelling of King Arthur stories, you know, yeah. because we're trying they were trying to put them in a more you know you think westerns coming out in the 20s and 30s, cowboys were around like 15 years prior. Yeah. You know, so the idea of taking
1: and Wyatt Earp died in the 20th century didn't he
0: yeah I mean yeah. he
1: they, yeah. you know the okay Carrall was. They were, there were there were actors pallbearers at his funeral man you know so like um which I'm sorry always have to say this Wyatt Earp me born in the same town mom of <laughs> Illinois please continue well, yeah
2: born there but soon relocated
1: yeah. he, he was only there for about six months but you know so the town you... wasn't big enough for the two of us. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, uh, then you have, you have the you have the the uh, samurai movie, um, kind of thing start trickling into, so well obviously Star Wars is influenced by samurai movies. They like are using they got swords. Yeah, they got swords and There's, robes. Yeah, I mean they're they have a they have a code that they have to live by.
1: You know, it's like and and the force is very Buddhist. Sure, I yeah. believe, which I, I don't. You know, I I don't want to say that like you know, I I don't think technically Buddhism in Japan are like, sure connected. Sure. I you know, but I uh-huh. think from L- Lucas is pulling from the east. You know, yeah. so he's getting yeah, yeah things
0: and and sort of an idea that you uh, you dedicate your life to this thing and every day you're you know, meditating and working towards it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have an... uh, you have the um. Um, we'll be able to. it's uh, John, can you look it up? Uh, Yojimbo and Seven Samurai. It's Akira. His last name I always say wrong. But,
1: what, what, Kurosawa?
0: Uh, Kurosawa uh, yeah, 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 uh. yeah. So Kurosawa does two of the bigger, um, probably, I mean, more influential movies that we made are Yojimbo and uh, Seven Samurai. Uh, there's an anime called Samurai 7 that was huge. I mean, like, every show ever has an episode dedicated to Seven Samurai. There's an episode in Clone Wars where um, Obi-Wan and Anakin I think Ahsoka's there. They gather up like uh, Holdo. Is it Hondo? Hondo. Hondo. Holdo's the purple-haired chick. Hondo and a couple other people to um, essentially go face off with these bandits, right? So that's the idea of Seven Samurai. Um, the uh, um, But uh, the Okay, so Magnificent Seven, the mm-hmm. Western, yeah. it, um, comes out in 1960. So that one is a is a pretty American idea where there are seven good guys who come in and they're fighting off a a bandit group of definite bad guys, you know, yeah. to defend a town. So that is the um, these the story of uh, the Seven Samurai, uh, Magnificent Seven. So then you have, um, uh, Yojimbo. Which is what? So the first, the first, um, I guess. So let's go. Why? I guess first. Uh, spaghetti Western. The term comes from the fact that they were made in Italy, right? So you had all the. It was Sergio Leone is the guy who uh, wrote and directed those. You have Ennio Morricone. did all the music for them, so that's where you okay. get that ah stuff and a lot of ooh, the ooh. yeah, <laughs> uh, which he recently actually just passed away, unfortunately. But um, so. Um, for budgetary reasons and the fact that Italy looks basically just like New Mexico which is kind of a weird uh, just happens so so Clint Eastwood goes out to Italy so now we're in I guess we'd probably be in the year 1963 so we've had a big samurai influence that was a huge success in The Mm -hmm. Magnificent Seven in 1960 so uh, I guess Sergio's like well let's do the other big one which is Yojimbo right so the idea in that one is the main uh, protagonist is peddling like several different groups of bad people against each other to be able to actually defeat them because Hmm. he's only one guy right interesting but but it's to like kind of save a town type idea again uh so the um so as far as the Sergio Leone spaghetti westerns which there are you know tons of spaghetti westerns after these successful ones is uh 64 you have uh, a fistful of dollars. 65 you have for a few dollars more and 66 you have probably I mean I think on IMDB's website it's still in the top 10 movies ever made which is the good and the bad and the ugly
2: also known as Euro westerns for similar films Mm. that were not made
0: or didn't have anything to do with Italians. interesting Um, so um, wow yeah so that that trilogy is referred to as the Man with No Name trilogy, and there's a lot of really cool fan theories into like, is that the same people in different universes? Because because of budgetary reasons and just who was there, they used like all the same actors for all of them, but the mm. stories are different, right? The and Mando
1: they, with no name.
0: Yes, yeah, and he didn't. Have, I mean, he didn't have a name forever. Yeah. So uh, that is an interesting parallel there, even. Mm. Um, so the whole premise of or. Er, I don't know if it was necessarily designed to be this way, but American Westerns have been pretty good, or pretty cut and dry, good and bad. So the Sergio Leone basically creates these Westerns where there is no, uh, everybody's gray. There's no hardline goods. There's no hardline bads. You know, every sheriff has a drinking problem and indulges in prostitution. And every, you know, uh, the pastors are drunk. The, every, mm-hmm. the They're people, you know, like, like reality. So... So, you have the idea or the that start where now um, American westerns are away, good and bad, and Italian spaghetti westerns are now their theme. And because it has been so successful, most of the ones after that are that same idea mm-hmm. uh, that there is no good and bad and everything is gray. So, I think, you know, I guess, I mean, I'd say the, the whole original trilogy is pretty. American westerny in yeah. that sense, you know, it's like even if you get into the kind of the grittiness of Empire I still don't see a lot of like flopping on the main characters. Yeah, you know um, the uh, So I I think I think Rogue one might be uh, one of the first times we see a main character who is a Our protagonist good guy who does something really like shoots that dude in the face like yeah the first scene he's in yeah, so um, and you'd brought up an interesting thing to where almost what they had to do to um, to get away from that good in the bag because Star Wars in of itself the Force is good and bad you know yeah. it's like Jedi are good Sith are bad yeah. they had to remove the Force from it
1: yeah you had to start dealing with characters who are not Force sensitive mm-hmm.
0: yeah pe- just people you know it's like who don't have a magic that can get them out of situations you know it's yeah. like they have to just figure out how to survive so. Um, and you know, Rogue One also has I uh, what's the what's the character's name played by Forrest Whitaker, and and uh, um, Saw Gerrera. Yes, so he's in that movie. Right? Yeah, and, a rebel, but generally considered to be a bad person. Yes, yes, because yeah. of the the you know he will do very extreme things for the greater the greater cause. You know, Borgholat
1: will know.
0: Yeah, yeah, my favorite line. So, um, so then we get into Mando, right? So Mando is very
1: Italian. Can I? Can can I just make an aside here? Yes, and I apologize. Yeah, no, no, please go. So, so we're just about to get back into Mando, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to jump back to you know, you're talking about westerns being retelling of King Arthur stories, Mm -hmm. and so the, I mean, the King Arthur story is as you know archetypal archetypal as we know in the Western society, you know, as far as you know. Finding the Holy Grail, we gotta you know save, uh, Guinevere, all 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 this sort of thing. We, you know you get into America and you're like okay well, you're, we're we're going west and now there's a new frontier that everybody's excited about. So it's like we well, just redress those same archetypal stories. Sure. So you still got your 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 main character is King Arthur. Mm-hmm. He, it's 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 Galahad. You know, and those are you know his name's Tom now or or um, John, but like. It's still an archetypal character. So mm-hmm. that's why they're, they're so good. They're yeah. all good. And the bad guys are all bad. Yeah. You know, and... Um, so that's, you know... I, I don't think that's... I, I guess I just wanted to be... I, I don't... Th- this It's a bit of simplicity on the side of these early Westerns where it's just so good. And I don't think that's... Um, simplicity in the sense that it's like bad writing mm-hmm. i think that's just a part of what you know where it's coming from is that yeah, they yeah. they take this archetypal story and it just dives right into the american west and there is a little bit of like well okay but you know that's the archetype you shoot for not who people really are on an yeah. everyday basis well and people want to be good yeah
0: you know and that's another thing with the the person you relate to is all good
1: yeah you know. So so it's um, – but I, I like when you, you start off right saying this is a – you know, Star Wars is a space western, which is to say it's a King Arthur story mm-hmm. um, because it is not in the official sense technically science fiction mm-hmm. because any anybody who, you know, is really into the technical side of science fiction, it you know, will make that distinction between a fantasy which is set in space and science fiction where, you know, you have to have some sort of scientific knowledge, or uh, the laws of science, a question in science, or a law, will play into the plot to some some significant mm-hmm. way. Um, I think of the Nightfall, which is one of the biggest uh, Isaac Asimov stories, where um, I think it came out in like the '30s, one of his bigger stories right out the gate. Um, this this you know planet had two suns, and they were opposite. It wasn't like Tatooine where they were on one side so you have night and day it was they were consistently so there was no no night mm-hmm. you know and so but then there was the they were doing calculations as far as well we're seeing this a little bit of drift in the planet so we think an eclipse is coming and then that eclipse comes and you you know spoiler alert um, you know and, and then you have this civilization that doesn't know what darkness is mm-hmm. and then it happens and it's like the whole plot is based around you know um, astronomy yes, yeah. to yeah. a great degree and actual it, science yeah. yeah and so like that's you know, science hard science fiction. So you come back to Star Wars, and it's, you know, they're trying to save the gal. Yeah, they're trying to defeat yeah, yeah. the bad guy, the bad wizard. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like that's that's fantasy again. Yeah, and it's like it's not really a different story than Super Mario Brothers, even. You know, yeah. like it's, yeah, like, it's the and, it's... and and there's you know, but the the idea that there are good and bad. Y- you had mentioned. Um like, a, even biblical examples of this. Sure. And uh, Jephthah, Jephthah was the first guy I thought of because in... Um... My
0: name is Jephthah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are you there? Can you yeah. hear me? Uh, so there was um, there was a time, in, I think it's in the book of Judges where, where this happens, but uh, Israel is without a king, without a judge. They're just kind of there, and the Ammonites come in. And Jephthah is a son of a prostitute, so he doesn't really have a dad they don't really uh his neighbors really don't recognize him he's as a day. son of a bitch Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> technically yeah <laughs> um so he he no, his neighbors don't really see you know see they're like you know you don't have part of our inheritance here you know you're not in good standing uh-huh. you're a prostitute's kid and he's like well if you guys i'm gonna be over here you know yeah he's not really a good guy um and I don't mean that because he's a son of a prostitute. but he he doesn't like bother with their being a decent person because they don't like him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then the Ammonites come in and they start raiding and stuff, and you know the, the Israelites are like, well, man, it would sure be nice if we had some really badass guy who could just you know like show us how to kick some ass. Yeah. Oh wait, remember that guy over there that we 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 you know pissed on? Let's go. So they go to him and sure. they're like, hey, so we need your help. Uh-huh. And he's like, all right, well. I'll help you, but if we win, I'm in charge. Uh-huh. And they're like, "Okay."
2: I'm fluent in over six million forms of <laughs> kicking your
0: ass.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he he um they go and they you know they kick the Ammonites out and he becomes one of the judges that's listed in the Book of Judges. Um. He is never at any point referred to as a good guy. Yeah. Um. And actually, one of the things that he's famous for is he says you know he makes a vow that all right if we go and we win I will sacrifice the first thing that comes out of my house you know and this is in a time when you know people kept animals in their houses on the on the lower level uh-huh. the heat rises and um so anyway his daughter's the first thing out of his house Oof. when they win and he sacrifices her damn and that you know I think it just, the story just tells it like that and so then some people will think then like oh yeah well you know the bible tells you to sacrifice your daughter and it's like no no that's a terrible thing uh, it never said that that was a good thing, uh-huh. you know. Actually, sure. it, I think the point of that is watch your mouth. Um, that's but so. But he's never described as a good guy. Yeah. So when you're talking about characters being good yeah. and bad, he's a he's a necessary guy, yeah. which I think is a weird um, character. So coming back to John, who's raised his hand.
2: <laughs> I was just uh, reading an, an article here about the parallels between. Uh, samurai movies and spaghetti westerns and oh, mandalorian cool. and this well, art, uh somebody's already done this thing for well the i think it's, i don't think it's uh <laughs> yeah. you know, Whoa. it's not a secret but, yeah uh, this is written by uh, dr musad al rozoki and uh-huh. he said in uh, 2017 he was on a trip to japan and saw a movie called wolf with child in tow what uh and then it's uh I don't know how to say that word. Against the winds of death. Or as it is known in the West, Lone Wolf with Cub, Baby Cart to Hades. And... uh, Oh my god, It just follows the story of a uh, samurai in feudal Japan where his son is following him around and they battle um, Ronin and... Oh my mm. gosh! Sith lords in the first order. <laughs> that's that. cool. But, so, yeah. so
1: you're saying that there is a movie out there, and we can know how Mandalorian ends if we go. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, quite possibly. Uh, so, how,
1: how do you, how do you spell Jeff's name? Uh, it's J E P H T H. Oh my god! Hey, a- so that's it's like <laughs> <laughs> um, It's Jeff. Thun. Okay, so it's uh, it is Jeff. So you can just call him Jeff. Speaking
0: sure. of other uh, characters and <laughs> things, this reminds me of uh, that story reminds me a lot of the Road Warrior, where the Mad oh, really? Max is not a uh, a good or a bad guy, and essentially when he comes to them originally, they kind of throw him out because they have nothing they could use from him, and then basically it comes down to they really need a badass to help them. Uh, defeat uh, freaking odorous humongous or whatever his name <laughs> yes. is they're really ripped out the ski mask on at least get away from him and they've got yeah. a and, and he, he is not a you know Ma- Max definitely in his original uh, he lends more to being a, a good dude you know mm-hmm. but it's like obviously he's doing things that are you know his, his car is booby trapped to blow up on anybody who reaches for the gas line regardless of who it is and yeah. stuff like that but Interesting. yeah but Max is kind of like that character yeah,
1: except his name is
0: Max. Max. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're like, what if we just said Max? Um, so yeah, so the uh, the Mandalorian being an Italian, a spaghetti Western Star Wars story rather than American one, I feel like is is really interesting. You know, it's like we've we don't have many characters who are, you know, I mean, Den is pretty. Whoa pretty good but still you know there are yeah. he's he's but, like we see him locking up people he doesn't know and turning their bodies in for money like yeah. first thing
1: yeah because he's he's good because he's helping baby yoda which we yes. is really cute yes it's like yes. he's doing the thing that we like yeah yeah, but yeah if yeah, he yeah. wasn't doing that he'd kind yeah. of just be like yeah yeah absolutely just
0: a guy. well and when you hear stories about him like that uh the prison break episode where the the dude oh. where bill burr is talking to the dude from Sons of Anarchy about <laughs> all the and the dude's of Sons of Anarchy is telling him all the stuff that Dan used to do. Yeah, and liked you know? it. Yeah, and, and enjoyed
1: yeah. it, you know. He went for um But uh, So yeah. so I I kind of cut you off. I think no, no. Uh, when I wanted to make my aside of science like, fiction and Jeff the No, it's good. That. It's good. And um so you were talking about this as a so give us I guess Keep going on where you're going. Um, I think you started to get back there. Where, where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> this is a spaghetti western. Yes. Not just yes. an American western like the original yes. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh,
0: so, yeah. And, and, you know, maybe... Uh, I mean, I think we could have stood to have this story either way, but maybe the success of Rogue One maybe kind of prompted that a little bit, you know, saying that we can finally actually do that with Star Wars, you know? Because um, I have a feeling when Obi-Wan comes out, that's going to be more American, Mm. In the sense that it's good and bad. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, so you know, just Mando, obviously a cowboy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like he's he's holding his, he's got his pistol and his rifle. Um, but he he's actually using a gun that vaporizes people, which as we know is outlawed in Star Wars. Yeah. Which, did, do you remember the name of that, John?
2: I can uh, find out real quick.
1: Yeah. Find out. Hey, Jamie, find, find that out.
0: And that brings us back to, uh... Huh? I, I oh. something. Oh, okay. Me. Um Oh cool. Poster for Lone Wolf. That's oh. Dope. oh my god. What are we got going on here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, there's just Titty. Um, so <laughs> uh so that, that 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 um let's talk about some like cool little Easter egg stuff like that, right? Or like little connections to old moments and stuff. So um and Mando him using that that uh um Evaporating, or um, what do they call it? And so, Empire Strikes Back. Vader comes up to specifically Boba yeah. and says, um, "No disintegration." No disintegrations. Yeah. So he and and Mando is illegally using that firearm, and you hear people reference that gun, like in the last of last season. He the um, uh, who's ever leading the charge on him when all the Mando showed up talks about that rifle. Okay. Really? Yeah. Uh, like, go ahead, John.
2: Wikipedia is saying it's a uh, amban phase pulse blaster or an amban sniper rifle. Okay. It's basically uh, like a disruptor. Yeah, I don't know. It disintegrates yeah. things. I, it's outlawed.
1: I would like to just make a connection here, just from a, mm-hmm. a prop thing. You know, you've got um, general blasters, like repeating blasters mm-hmm. and stuff, like, appear to be have no. Ammo limit. Yeah, I and mean, you see yeah, that like yeah. Han Solo has like little tabonic cartridges um, that are supposedly Chewie's bowcaster has the yeah, but you like you never see anybody reload. Yeah. Which, by the way, crossbows suck to reload. So <laughs> I have reloaded them. They it, do suck. Yeah, I mean if you if you ever like especially if you ever notice like uh, if you watch The Walking Dead, yeah. you never <laughs> see him reload his crossbow. <laughs> you never see Daryl struggling because because any... he, he's he's just being a bat, you know. And it's like yeah. no, you don't see him get out the cock and yeah. get down yeah. on his, you know, it's horrible. And it, so. <laughs> Um sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. back to the blaster. Yeah. Um but it's it's specifically a single shot blaster. Yes. Like they make a very specific point to show him reloading that it's a breech barrel. Yeah. Like he loads a single cartridge in, yeah, fires, reloads. And
0: I wonder if that's like to insinuate that it's old. Oh. You know, maybe it's yeah. like maybe it's like a 500-year-old gun.
2: Also has the uh, cartridges around his
1: uh... on his thigh. Yeah. Yeah,
2: which which uh would make sense for being from a crouch position sure yeah that's interesting
1: um so we do know that go ahead but i'm I'm sorry i i want to make a point about that though like all of the early um like sharps rifles and everything yeah those rolling block rolling block rifles um you know they have that breech break single shot yeah yeah um it's not until you get the hint like the the and I'm, i'm sorry i'm probably getting the the manufacturers, who starts developing, you know, but like Henry repeating is, is sure. pretty, yeah. for the, the lever action. It was at
0: least the best one because that's when people remember is regardless if it was the first. Yeah,
1: and, and, and you know, I'm sure you've seen where, you know, they got the top barrel is the barrel, mm-hmm. you know, but then there's always that second tube below, which is the magazine, and you're mm-hmm. feeding back, so you could have 10 shots or something in the magazine. Um, but the the first rifle, if you, like, um, in true grit, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Lebeef has the Sharps carbine. It's a single shot, you know, and it's 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 accurate, you know. It's it's I mean, not high powered what we consider today, but enough to knock a man down. Yeah. And I think so. They're making a very conscious choice to make that a mm-hmm. single shot rifle, which is a very early Western rifle that yeah. they would be using.
0: I'll be interesting to see if they uh, coin that to age, like, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, is it is it because it's manufactured pre it being outlawed, which you know is at least before empire you yeah. know it's like i don't know if we have a new disney canon i would I would assume that like old legends canon if that existed that it would be after the mandalorian wars because that was probably when the mandalorians came in and just devastated people with like guns that just made them disappear Man. uh but we do know like a modern blaster or what we see most of the time are gas cartridges yeah. and the crystal is actually focusing... Because I, I was always really confused about like, what made the color of a blast different. Why is the TIE Fighter's green? Mm-hmm. Why is an X-Wing's red? So I guess we can assume it's different. Uh, you know, it's like... And all the old canon we used to have on that is Legends now. Mm-hmm. So there's not... like, I, As far as I know, new canon is like... Why a blast... You know, it's like we've got... We've got 40 years of old canon to like re now and stuff like that. You know, which that was all written before. Yeah. But... Um, so the a blaster technically does have some sort of crystal in it, okay. And that focuses light, which ignites a gas bolt, which then fires from the blaster. Uh, so we can assume maybe different gas is used. Maybe the Empire at that point is like has some sort of like maybe it's not as strong, but they can produce it faster. Yeah, type thing going on. Now, like a gas to diesel type thing. Maybe
1: it's more organic. That's why it's green.
0: Yeah, maybe it, maybe somehow it's solar generated. Well, because they have the panels, so maybe those don't actually run out. Maybe they produce gas like themselves, which would be cool.
1: Because Tie Fighter wings are, so aren't they? Yeah. some sort of solar. Yeah, yeah, that's what okay. powers them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Have, so that's. I have a...
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, but I say all that to say that my this my to my knowledge the first film example we see of a gun running out is actually in one of the live action Ewok movies. Ooh. Do tell. Yes, and that one is called, I think, the Caravan of Hope. John, you know the, on that the one,
1: Christmas Caravan.
0: The Ewok. Uh, no, so the Christmas special. Oh, Christmas special. No, no, no. The the Ewok movies. The one with the giant Gorax. <gasps> What's that one called? Um, um. So going back to Mando, actually, in the second Ewok movie, which, if you just wouldn't mind looking up the titles of both of them, there, John, I could speak a little more educated. Yeah, we have. Uh... The Caravan uh, of Courage. Okay, so Caravan of Courage is when um, the timeline is pre-when the Empire ends up on Endor, because mm-hmm. none of that stuff is there. But there is a family of a mother, a uh, father, son, and daughter that crash land on Endor, or the distant moon of Endor, or whatever it's technically is. I think it's yeah. they're actually on a moon, aren't they, when they're on Endor? Or, but the planet is Endor, but the moon is also Endor. And that's what's really confusing. Wait, yeah, I the know.
2: Forest Moon of Endor. Yeah,
0: yeah. So oh. I know it's it's weird, and, and but they're technically both. It's kind of like the Kuikui thing, where it's like, oh yeah, his species is Kuikui, but his name is also Kuikui. <laughs> that's a, that's and a, any, a whole other podcast. And anytime, anytime they have a name, it's Kuikui. But um, <laughs> so why not? I don't know. Anyway, but um, so uh in that the son and the daughter are rescuing their mother and father from the giant gorax and his gun is like basically depleted by the time he gets there so Mm -hmm. he's like banging on the cartridge all the time to get it to so it's like empty like the whole time
1: whoa
0: yeah hardly ever works like he's just got like a old piece of shit rifle that's like has an almost empty gas cartridge sort of like how you ever use an inhaler i've not so an inhaler like if you freeze them like, or throw them in the fridge, it's what? like they get more because it's like a chemical inside, you know. So, like, sometimes heat and okay. stuff can create more of it, you know, because you think you have a vacuum tube. Yeah. So, it's like in theory, if he's like out of shots, but like he can get it where he bangs on it or like creates some gets it cold, then it fires again, okay, type thing, yeah. you know, because it uh, kind of operates almost like a battery in that sense. Whoa. Um, so, that's the first example I can think of that. So, they do require car car. I'm pretty sure in Clone Wars, we see some a lot of reloading. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so they're gas. That's what they're actually emitting. It's not light. Like, I feel like a lot of people, and, which now you get into that weird thing, like, why can a lightsaber deflect a gas bolt? Light and gas. But, like, yeah. you know, it's a lightsaber, so. <laughs> but, uh, so, in the second Ewoks movie, which was called what, John? Uh, Ewok Adventures. Ewok Adventures, um, there is a, like, a castle with this weird, uh skeletal looking dude running it and he's threatening the planet and, yeah and his uh his cronies ride um blurgs which is where really? the blurgs in Whoa. episode two come from i did not of know that. mando yeah where they're riding them with uh what's his name i've spoken uh quill quill oh. quill
2: they're also in uh several episodes of um Rebels, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah. yeah, so they probably went from Ewok to Rebels to Mando. Whoa. So they might not have made it in Re- Mando if it hadn't been in Rebels. But... Well,
2: uh, on, uh, on Ryloth, I believe. Is oh, right interesting. Now? So yeah. so we've now seen that's those the, on... That's the Twi'lek planet, correct?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we've now seen those on, se- like, wild on several planets, which is kind of interesting. interesting. Why
1: is being a giant tick with tiny little T-Rex arms such an evolutionary advantage Uh, I I, I have have a theory on this, actually. Please, do tell. So, you
0: know how the Spanish brought the hogs over during the 1700s, and that's Uh, why the United States has all the hog problems? uh, Like, even in the south of Missouri, we have these wild hog problems, right? So, the Spaniards brought those over, which...
2: For $35, you can get a dog costume that is a uh, Bantha. It's
0: got got horns and a little tusk in the rides on it. Just order it extra large for Toby, and we'll have him... (laughs) because well, yeah, they brought. Uh, they... Oh my god, <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, just get it. Um, uh, we'll find something to put, put it. on. Put it on trash dog and they... sit around the neighborhood.
1: <laughs> what are you gonna say? But they, I mean, they brought horses too. Yeah, so, so yeah, horses. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know they brought hogs. Interesting. yeah. yeah. So the hogs. So uh,
0: that's actually a lot of the birth of like pirates, right? So you have mm. you have people end up. Well, you know, we always had pirates. The idea of just a. Thief on the water, but like what we think of as the golden age of pirates comes. So actually, the term buccaneer comes from buccaneer, and a person. who is a buccaneer uh, jerks meat. <laughs> <laughs> Better my be <a> buccaneer myself. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, so, so 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 in Spain they brought the um, they'd bought brought the hogs over. So there was food here. So when they come here, oh. they just let them and like, but there ended up people staying here, and that was like now their job. They, okay. you know, they and via capitalism, <laughs> what a job. Yeah, and meat. Yeah, they'd found a way to make money off of that, right? Okay. Um, so a buccaneer becomes the buccaneers, okay. and that ends up becoming the what we associate with the Golden Age of Pirates down there. Uh, but I figure that's like stuff with blurgs, oh, okay. you know, uh, bantha, which I don't know if we've seen them on many other planets, but like any of those. And, and Blurg honestly they look like you could eat the shit out of them that's why I, I would say the they're movie, everywhere yeah. yeah they look like something you'd probably but every example of them we see people riding them
1: for some reason but you know I don't know yeah. dude can you imagine riding a cow you're like you know what when it runs out of fuel <laughs> I'll get a fill up myself yeah no kidding dude yeah that'd be terrifying though imagine like riding a longhorn steer into battle mm-hmm. it's like you wouldn't be moving very fast yeah but look at them horns. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no kidding. Uh if you get him close enough to go gore somebody. Oh baby. Um and we have uh in that first Ewok movie, Caravan of Courage, we have the largest Ewok to ever existed. Oh yeah. And for some reason he doesn't Oh I know why he doesn't fight on that anymore now that I can think of it. But I don't want to spoil anything, but oh! I don't
2: think anybody's watching that movie. You can go ahead and put it. <laughs> so,
0: so also Disney, that, Disney does not acknowledge those, but they they are the only other live action Star Wars movies that are not um, like canon. What? Like they are the only ones that. Um, but I think they were made for TV. But so his name is um, so Lowray is the sorcerer who they they tell you that is actually a female, and and on Return of the Jedi, I don't think they let on that Lore is. Uh, Wait, Return of the Jedi? Yeah, because Lowray's in that movie as an Ewok. She's one of the Ewoks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Chief Chirpa, right? Okay. Uh, Wicket's there, obviously. Wicket's father's name is Deej. Okay. And the biggest Ewok's name is... He's huge.
1: Chukatrov. Chukatrov
0: and he is huge and the yeah. Ewoks ride ponies in that movie okay. like, and he is on a pony at one point but it's just a grown man in an Ewok outfit just Whoa. blasting through the woods on this pony <laughs> but but, uh, but Chukotroff dies fighting the giant Gorax to save those parents oh. and he's the only Ewok that doesn't make it but um, so that's why he's not the Battle of Endor and he was like and their greatest warrior. That explains it. But this was the one I was saying. He's a, He he kind of has this weird Bombadil thing going on about him where he's way bigger than everybody else. He lives out in the woods by himself. He doesn't let the problems of the Ewoks like, uh, mess with him. And that Ewok movie is based off of Lord of the Rings. Kind of like Jephthah. Yes, Living yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we well, have, we I shouldn't have say connection. based off Lord of the Rings. It, it's more like, so that the premise of that one is they go around and they have to collect all the greatest Ewoks to do this journey. So it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. Okay. Um, a fellowship of Yeah, a fellowship index. of Ewoks. And uh, there's another story that it makes me think of where they have to go find, like, I guess in a lot of ways it's a lot like Seven Samurai because that's their deal is they have to go, they go find all these, Whoa. like, this is the greatest archer he knows and this is like... You know, he goes and finds these. So it might be kind of a hodgepodge of... Because there's a sorceress. Yeah. And, oh, um... But yeah, so Chukatrov is sort of this character who doesn't bother himself with the normal, but he's bigger, and, yeah. and they convince him to come and help. But, um So in the second one, the Ewok adventures, there is a sorceress, like a full-fledged sorceress, like a female, human. Okay. human. Whereas Loray is sort of kind of like an Ewok sorceress, so it's like... She just like, and so that like makes water hard to walk on, like you can walk on it and stuff. Like, it's pretty Jesus like, but um, so in that one, there is fan theory that she is somehow related to the uh sorceress that is related to Maul. Is that his mom? What's the story on that? Like, or they're just like, uh, they're all kind of have this mother child thing. Is the that night sisters? Yeah, 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 which are also okay. in that Jedi Fallen Order game, but um. You get that thing with um, some, because she can turn into a raven.
1: Okay, but she's a human.
0: Yes, but she's a human. Yeah. Okay. But I think I think there's some like she, they think she might somehow be related to that type of magic or something, you know? Okay. And yeah. I think in Jedi Fallen Order we see a sister who is not whatever that race. What what race? Because she's not Zabrak, right? The one that is like the mother to. Are you talking
2: about the witches?
0: Yeah, the witches who are. They don't have to be a specific race, right? You got Maul and then Savage, which is just like Savage Oppress is basically his name.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, the witches of uh, Dathomir. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. What, what do, they, do they have to be the same race? Like, are all they are they all one race? I I believe I I thought so, but. i I, I feel like in Fallen Order the one that you see is not the
1: same race, but maybe not. I'd be really curious to know, uh, if either of you guys know, is Dathomir like is that their whole setup they got there? Is just like all the Night Sisters over here and all the dudes over here? Or is that just like a, is that like the Death Watch of Dathomir and like they've got like other like, sure. normal Zabraks living somewhere?
0: Uh I think there are definitely that's not all the Zabrax. Okay.
1: But um So like I've never seen Yeah any regular Yeah. Like just, you know, at a wood shop. Well you've got chairs. the one who's uh the Jedi who
0: gets off by Sidious. Oh yeah. So yeah. he's a, uh, um there's also there's one that's a, a pilot and sort of a mechanic in the Night the Republic game, like the second one. Okay. But he uh I don't think he's canon anymore. But didn't exist? But I think uh, it's
2: oh. sorry, it says here that uh that the Zabraks' um, homeworld is not Dathomir, and that is just a colony. So that's fair.
0: Yeah. There you go. Kind of like how we were talking about the Jawas the other day—how we thought they were pretty native to Tatooine, but then we see the off-world ones in mm-hmm. Mando, and the more black cloaks that Mando vaporizes a couple of them.
1: Zuka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd, that'd be an interesting origin story just to mm-hmm. know like where they come from why are they always in sandcrawlers you, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah. you know what ah yeah. john's about to lay it on me john oh well
2: i mean the, how they're in, the reason they're in sandcrawlers is uh, it you you basically have to go back to the history of tatooine and what it was like before uh, what was that race that Ruled the galaxy like before the old republic they got the like uh, yeah they look like hammerhead sharks or something I don't remember yeah, yeah. But I know you're talking they're about they're extinct that. now I'm pretty yeah. sure but uh, they basically to put a little uh, halo lore in they glassed Tatooine <gasps> really yeah so all of the um, made it a desert when all the glass broke up it became a desert okay and uh, then you get uh, so all the 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 two sp- The groups of people that were still alive on the planet uh, either became, the ones that stayed above ground uh, became, you know, it was a very harsh environment. Okay. Those evolved into Tuscan raiders or or sand people. Whoa. And the Jawas were the other half of the planet that stayed underground. What? And they got smaller because they weren't out, you know, getting exercise and sunlight and all that. So, so they're all
0: really sensitive either way. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And That's
2: why they. So then at some point <gasps> in the history of Tatooine, uh, I believe in the Old Republic, there was uh, mining companies came to Tatooine and tried to mine it. Uh, didn't work out. I don't remember if it worked out or not, but basically they gave up and they left all their equipment. Mm-hmm. So there were um, two types of sand crawlers, one of which was... Uh, really i believe those must have not uh, you actually see one in nice little republic uh, when you're on tatooine those must have not worked out so well because there's none of them left but all the other sand crawlers that you see are just old mining vehicles that were abandoned which had fusion reactors so that's why they still have fuel mm-hmm. and then uh, it's one of the only instances where you see uh, a character in star wars i mean we were talking about this the other day make a vehicle or or something not mystical part of their culture. Because hmm. sandcrawlers hmm. are just a hundred percent part of Jawa culture now. They yeah. they couldn't they they have colonies in some in, in place in certain places, but uh half the colony will will stay underground at their little base and then the other half goes out wow. and and does stuff on sandcrawler. Some of them are
0: completely nomadic and they only live on the sandcrawler and that's just different tribes. Can you imagine, like, because all the uh, sand collars we've seen are probably, like, they're, like, Oldsmobiles that have been, like, suit, like put back together for, like, 500 years. Like, what a new one would have looked like rolling off the line, just, like, yeah. sp-
1: shiny. <laughs> so, so that is fascinating. and I mean, it makes 100% sense as far as, like, the the goblins in Moria, you know, that live underground, you know, like, the evolution is going to tend towards the smaller and smaller, being more mm-hmm. effective. Big eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. German, yeah. Bigger
2: Which eyes. they are actually just jewels that they put in their... Um, Oh on a Jawa? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow wow. That's why they have different like the different like the ones on uh what is it, Navara? Is that the other mm. planet they're on? Uh
1: no, they go to a different one. I'm, I'm not sure is. on that. Navarro is the one where um okay. Greef carga is.
2: Well, like how their eyes are red? Yeah. That was you could uh you could each tribe had a different color jewel Whoa, that they put in their Wow. That is so cool. So those red ones, orange ones, yellow ones. Um,
0: is that legends at this point probably, or is it is
1: it kind of mixing man- match? just
0: the whole Tatooine sandcrawler. No, I'm pretty sure that's Tuskins. canon.
1: Is it? Okay, yeah. cool. Where does that come from? What's that? Like, where does that? I'm always curious when oh, when like, it says, where... like when it's canon. Like, what decree does Disney put out that says like, thus it
0: is writ? I think just that they haven't said that it's not. Oh, okay. Maybe I, I do think there is some stuff where they've just kind of like for some somehow like Wikipedia maybe they've just said that's cool to stay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Like, wow. But.
2: Find the In the
0: same way that, like, why do we know that Django's not? Like, there hasn't been yeah. anything to say that. It's just like it's been stated by Disney somewhere. You know, it's a. Uh... Oh, it was the. Uh, I'm sorry,
2: dinner replicate It was the Zerka Corporation. Was mm. the, was the one okay. that was mining Tatooine, and they were the ones that left. Uh, and oh, so the Zerka was uh, one faction, and the uh, Corellia Mining Corporation was the other one, and those are the ones that look like um, sail barges.
1: Mm. but you don't see mm-hmm. you know
2: you, there's nothing left
1: I would just like to say the fact that mining companies are such a big part of the home mm-hmm. town mm-hmm. yeah tatooine which is a desert is yeah. like that's that's in and of itself is a pretty western thing yeah yeah absolutely, um, absolutely. also also the can uh, John can you find out what year dune came out the book oh here we go this I mean because this is a this is an issue, you Here know we all right <laughs> but uh, Dune was I, I think is still like considered to be one of the best selling sci-fi books of all time and it you know has so much to do with ecology yeah. of the planet um, I think you know you could say that is a sci-fi or, or you know actual science fiction book um, and there were six original ones what, what year was that uh, 1965 1965 okay dude, same year as uh, for a few dollars more dude that's kind of interesting Whoa. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I don't think you could say that's that's so political and happening on a such a high level. Yeah, I don't think you could you draw know, a line there. Make so You couldn't say that that's Western in any way. But yeah, um, one of the things that you find out about that desert planet, you know, um, and people say that, you know, well, um, Lucas stole a lot from Herbert as far as, you know, it's the young boy in a desert planet and he's the chosen one somehow. and. I think those themes are deeper. Than it's like everything. everything ever, though, too. Like, yeah. Yeah, he stole it from the Matrix, too, then. You know, it's <laughs> like... <laughs> but uh, um, that planet was... You know, had in the past been a a, a, a garden, but had become a desert. And they make a, a point to repop... You know, like, they, they gather water and they, they turn it back into a garden. Mm. And that kills the worms that are like where you get the spice that everybody needs you know the spice must flow so like eventually it takes back over the planet and Mm -hmm. it becomes a desert again and it's like Mm -hmm. there's something about that has has to be a desert the uh you
0: know that's one of big uh, alex jones's big rants on that last if we if we let if we let global warming take hold the deserts will grow plants again and we won't have to worry about anything and shout out, uh, Alex Jones, if you want to come on our uh, podcast, <laughs> I'll give you my address and you can come over.
1: <laughs> we will, um, is you think, uh, so what you're saying is Alex Jones is in league with the Tuscan Raiders. hmm Wow. like silver.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, th- uh, does anybody else have any last tidbits they'd like to say? I feel like we've probably rambled uh-huh. enough for everybody at this point, but... Nothing. Nothing. that can't wait till the next one. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll think about it a little bit more. Maybe dive into some other stuff next time. But you got
2: anything you want us to talk about too? You yeah, leave, yeah. Leave in the comments. Leave
0: in the comments. Tell us how stupid we are and all the stuff we said. Uh, we love talking talk Star Wars and westerns. And yeah. Uh, I'd like to just go into every. I, I I wouldn't even mind just doing like a here's everybody in this western who they are in the Star Wars thing. But dude, that all that right. Sweet. Well, what do you say? We'll see you guys. On the other side. Well, bye. We got both kinds oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy and Western. Noing, 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 nine, nine.